The subject of today's episode is a short-lived but incredibly violent cult that completely decimated a small farming village in Mexico in the 1960s. With an array of despicable acts ranging from selling their children, sex slavery, and murder, we'll see how two con artists, brothers, a prostitute, and her pimp can turn a small, nondescript farming community into a mass of real-life, sex-crazed vampires through the use of simple magic tricks, drugs, and fear. And how it was all brought down by a 14-year-old boy. Known as the Hernandez sect and featuring the High Priestess of Blood, today we cover the Cult of Yerba Buena. I'm Kevin Young. And I'm Dan. My beard smells lovely today, Hurrigan. <laughs> and this is Torture. I do think it smells <gasps> lovely, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it does. Very delicious. I didn't know. I, I See, I've gotten the one of them that you have. I didn't... I, the, trying to remember which ones you have uh i didn't get the i can't remember one myself yeah poem or whatever it was you and yours poem or something like that something like that we're talking about the beard sense that we get through the beardstruggle.com and they are magnificent you can get your uh, own special discount code from ourselves at the end of this episode or hidden somewhere in the middle of it all, so you have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> or go back and listen to the previous unless episode. You're probably, unless, unless, you're one of our, yeah, unless you're one of our Patreon members who doesn't have to listen to the ads. So, you know. Yeah. It's l- worth looking into. <laughs> so you don't have to hear our horrible ads. <laughs> our ads are wonderful. Not have a bad word said about them. So far, nobody said anything bad. No, it's good. Yeah, good. Uh, well, call to action, everybody. Go uh, rate and review us if you don't mind. Uh, it would help. I know we've asked for that a few times, but asking again. Go. Go rate it's and very, review. Very quick and easy to do. To be fair, doesn't it take is. it really, really any is. amount of time at all. Especially if you already have it open on your listening device. Pretty yeah. easy to go. Obviously. Press. Done. Obviously, not everybody listens to somewhere where you can rate and review, and that's fine, but a good portion of people listen on Apple, and you can rate and review there. So, you know, I'm going to spend the first two minutes of this episode just kind of grinding in it. All right, Dan. Let's take a trip. All the way back to around late 1962 early 1963. Now let's head down the Mexico way, specifically the state of San Luis Potosi and the small village of Yerba Buena. So actually calling Yerba Buena a village would be overly generous. It was technically an ajedo or ajido, 
or a communal farm consisting of only around 50 people. So just very tiny. Yeah. Yeah. No schools, no churches, no police, no hospitals. About 20 farming families, almost all of them illiterate, uneducated, and as we'll come to find, very gullible. <laughs> is it like, what, what is it that would define a village? You know, no way to be like a city. It has to have like a cathedral or something like that, isn't it? So what? What I was, what I was looking through. Um, so five hundred to a thousand people. It looked like they considered a village, or in less than that, it was a ranchera. Oh, and then oh, it yeah, kind of yeah. went up from there, but that was just that was in or a hamlet, if you know, for you know, in English. Um, I don't know, we can find out. Oh, it's just more curiosity, yeah, than anything. It's a good question. Okay, so a village is usually between 500 and 2,500 inhabitants. Uh, anything smaller than that would be a hamlet. Anything bigger than that would be considered a town. And I think it's a town until you get to like 10,000 and then it becomes a city. And then, uh, you know, you got a ways to go before you hit a metropolitan or, you know, whatever. But this is even... Sp- so right now it's just like farm. Yeah, this is just, big this is pretty much farm. just one big communal farm. And it's only got, you know... 50 people fucking living on it. That's men, women, and children included. So, not big. There's that many people living on my, on my street. Yeah, like, I got more people who live on my, uh, between, uh, yeah, one block to the next than, than they do in their entire little area. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, there's also something to know about Yorba Buena, is that the area is surrounded by caves. And in these caves, an old rumor or wives' tale of hidden gold. Now, I couldn't find any references to any type of expeditions or searches for said gold by the locals. Uh, They probably wouldn't have made it very far anyway if they had tried. Again, most were completely uneducated, and I don't mean to be harsh, but just plain dumb. Backwoods Mexican hillbillies that wouldn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. (laughs) It'll be called El Hillbillies. <laughs> I mean, you might be wondering, uh, why am I being so harsh? Well, by the end of this, you'll probably be calling them a bunch of dumb hicks, too. I have no sympathy <laughs> for people who get involved with cults. I mean, the kids, obviously, it's not their fault. You know, parents do their shit. But um, for adults, I, I, I really don't. If you get involved with a cult, uh, that's kind of on you, if you're that naive or desperate to find something with what meaning or what I don't I don't know to tell you. I, just, I have no sympathy for people who join cults I just don't we're looking at you Catholics <laughs> Scientologists and Mormons really any religion is a cult uh, you never guess what the Spanish for idiots is so we know going What's forward that? idiotas Whatever way you idiotas. pronounce it, yeah, it's literally idiot with an A, idiots with an A in, in between the T and the S. Listen here, you idiota. Yeah. That sounded like Australian there for a second. <laughs> Ripper. 
Ja, 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 ja. Ja, stupid. But anyway, that's just that's just me. So uh, I'm not being overly uh, sympathetic to the plight of the vast majority of this. Uh, there'd be a handful of people that, yes, what happens to them is horrible, um, but still. And at some point you have your chance to get out of it and you don't take it, that's on you. I don't know the fuck tell you. So if you're wondering why I'm being so harsh at calling them dumbasses, yeah, that's fucking why. Because I don't have sympathy for cult members. There's no. They're uh, astu- stupidos um, agriculturals. Or agriculturals. <laughs> That's what it is. Stupid <laughs> farmers. Stupid fucking farmers. Now enter Santos and Caetano, the Hernandez brothers. Now these two were also a real piece of shit. Uh, just a couple of con men that traveled around central and eastern Mexico, scamming communities out of whatever they could and skipping town before they could get caught. Some places you look said, oh, no, they're on the West Coast. Other places say, oh, they're on the East Coast. Uh, But, fuck, if you look up Yerba Buena, uh, like, four different locations come up. So, I went with the one that made the most sense. um, Geographically. They sound like like they should be in a Quentin Tarantino movie. With the name. (laughs) The whole thing's just... Oh, just their name. The Yeah. (laughs) Now... When they come across the tiny town of Yerba Buena, they come up with a much different con. Now, they decide to stroll in the town, claiming to be prophets and high priests of, quote, the powerful and exalted Inca gods. In exchange for worship and tribute, the gods would gift them all the treasures the caves had to offer. Now... If the villagers had an entire brain among them, they would have seen through this little ruse because the Incas were from Peru, not Mexico. <laughs> Makes no sense for Inca priests to be in central Mexico. <laughs> They'd be a lot further south. Estupidos agricultores. <laughs> Now, this showed that the Hernandez brothers were not the smartest themselves, but they were just slightly smarter than the villagers. And honestly, that's that's all you need. You just have to be a little bit smarter than the person you're conning, and you're good. So, with some simple magic tricks and persuasion, bolstering their claims with strange rituals that used cannabis-laced incense smoke and animal sacrifice they would perform inside one of the caves... They had the majority of the community convinced. Now, I need to reiterate that these were very poor families. They had little to nothing as far as money went. Uh, They only sold a small amount of the corn and beans they could spare to the bigger cities nearby. So the brothers weren't going to get mega rich off of running this new religious cult they were building in the middle of bumfuck Mexico. So... They demanded a different type of offering be brought to them, namely cannabis, peyote, and girls. Young girls, like filthy bastards. 14 year old girls. <laughs> the only ones that were there uh, were the daughters of the farmers They're who lived farmers. there. Farmers, yeah. So, 
Yeah. Well, shame on you, Hermanos Hernandez. Whatever way around you say it. <laughs> Fucking assholes. No time for that. So, the, <laughs> this is when their brothers uh, had their fun. Uh, some of those girls would, afterwards, they would. Uh, sell off some of these girls to nearby cities as sex workers. Uh, But it wasn't only the young girls the brothers demanded sex from. Literally no one was safe from what they wanted. They went after the the men. They went after the women. They went after the little girls. They didn't care. Uh, The brothers essentially had an entire community of slaves, sex and otherwise. Uh, Their rituals to try to convene with the gods would turn into nothing more than just mass drug-induced orgies where everyone was expected to participate. I mean, just a cave with like 50 people in there just going at it. Say, including the goats. (laughs) That comes later. Oh, God. (laughs) That that comes later. (laughs) But the stupid and gullible don't always stay that way. After a few months of sacrifice, watching their loved ones be drugged and raped, their daughters be sold off into sex slavery, and still no treasure, a few of the farmers began to question if these brothers were actually prophets and high priests of the Inca gods at all. Like, you know, at first, at first I was like, okay, but now, I mean, I don't know. I'm beginning to question the validity of your claims. <laughs> I don't think you're being honest. Of an ancient Inca god from Peru. I just it's it's ridiculous. <sighs> Sensing the jig might soon be up, Santos and Kitano told their followers that they needed to take a vision quest of sorts that they needed to head up into the mountains and speak with their gods, and that they would soon return with their very own goddess. It's like, I don't think you're really an Inca priest. Well, you know what? We're going to have to leave for a while, but we'll come back and prove to you that we are. It's just... You can't see what we're doing. (laughs) Well, you know... However, they did not head into the mountains. They went into the city to find a woman that didn't mind screwing over a bunch of farmers. So let's take a break from Yerba Buena and the Hernandez brothers for a moment. And let's head to the city of Monterrey, the capital and largest city of the northeastern state of Nuevo León, Mexico, and the second largest city in Mexico behind Mexico City. It's a it's a huge fucking place. It's it's the it's like the L.A. to New York. All right, you have here. It's it's fucking yeah, huge. Yeah. Located at the foot foothills of the Sierra Madre Mountains, today Monterey is seen as one of the most livable cities in all of Mexico, except for the fact that it's incredibly expensive. Um, but as far as like quality of life and things to do and safety and all that, it's you know one of the best places to live. But in the 1960s, it was just like any other major metropolitan area, riddled with crime and prostitutes. This is where we will meet Magdalena Solis. Unfortunately, much like the Hernandez brothers, we don't have really any information 
on Magdalena's early life from, you know, birth to age 12, which pisses me off so fucking much. You know why, though? Obviously that she's an Incan god. Yes. So she just is and was and always will be. She's not... She's not an Inca goddess, and you'll find out why she's not an Inca goddess here in, in just a minute. Because she's smarter than the Hernandez brothers are. <laughs> Again, maybe not by a whole lot, but by enough. If you've listened to this, ep- this show long enough, you know that I love to, to know every fucking detail of something that I can. And the fact that I can't find anything about... Any of the people involved in this, except for the actual story itself, drives me fucking crazy. It's like, there's got to be something. Somebody somewhere had to write something. But no, Hernandez Brothers never did like a biography or anything like that. You'll find out why in a little while. Um, Magdalena uh, never put out like a biography or anything like that. She was pretty close-lipped. Nobody who knew her before ever talked. It, it, it It's infuriating like, to me. You're the sort of guy, I think, that would be sitting there reading The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and have the Cimmerillion open at the same time with a highlighter, double-checking everything you can as you're going along. If you saw my computer screen when I researched this shit, you might go, I think that's a little much. (laughs) Because I have every piece of information all open at the same time, and I'm cross-referencing like five different things. To make sure, just like, okay, well, that happened. And then that, and the, but what happened before that? And they got to yeah. go back and look. It's, oh, it, it's my, it's my problem. It's why my old podcast did not last very long because it, the episodes are like three hours long. Just reminding me of that guy. I was a, it's like, uh, hi, my name is, uh, was it? Hi, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a podcast host and this is Torture Facts with Kevin. You know, you're on the airplane <laughs> mechanic guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, and he gets into the Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, I love that shit. So yeah, have two cats that are coming in now. Oh. <clears throat> so, yeah. Anyway, she most likely came from a poor and dysfunctional family, born in or around 1947 in the state of Tamalupas. Now we're fairly certain the whole poor and we we are fairly certain of the whole poor and dysfunctional part because when she was about 12 she moved to monterey to start sex work which kind of explains the whole poor part you know it's what a lot of poverty stricken people do even today they go into the you know they become sex workers the oldest oldest occupation in the world pretty much uh the fact that her older brother Elazar was her pimp, kind of explains the whole dysfunctional part. Jesus. Yeah, it doesn't say how much older he is. Again, something yeah. that I just looked for, tried to find anywhere where it says how old he was, just so I had a context of how much old is it like he was like like ten years older than her, or was he just like a, a you know what a year? Couldn't even find that. So kind of, you know. So imagine him coming home, hey sis, I got you a job. Hands her a pair of knee high boots. It's like God. <laughs> just fishnets. Like, how does that just happen? Walking. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how that could happen. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I I would imagine it was probably more his idea to put her into sex work than her idea. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> she does, sitting however, there on the couch, stoned, like, oh, I've got an idea. This is crazy. <laughs> got this idea. Would you show up back there? It's like, you know, guys like sex. I bet yeah, they'd pay for it. And she's like, they probably would. It's the best <laughs> idea ever. Nobody's ever thought of it before. <laughs> it's open a family business. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you, we should feel bad for her for having to do that when she's younger, but she turns into a megalomaniac, so you can always feel feel so bad for somebody. Uh, you know, That's true. with this. Now, oh, by the spring of 1963, she was about 16 and had found a couple of new tricks to pull. Not only was she a sex worker, but also a fortune teller and a medium claiming to channel the spirits of long-dead brujas. Uh, all of this, the dysfunctional family being used by men for their own pleasure, being sold off at night, uh, night after night by your own brother, scraping and fighting for everything you have, scamming people regularly, regularly for whatever you can, this can do one of two things to a person. So one... It can make you empathetic to others that have or have gone through what you are going through, pushing you to make a difference and helping others so they don't have to live the same life you are, watching out for those that can't watch out for themselves, or two, make you say, fuck it, I'm going to get mine no matter what, not caring about what others go through and how hard things are for them. As long as you can pull yourself out of the mud, who cares about anyone else? And when uh, given the slightest bit of power... They wield it with an iron fist and punish those that don't fall in line. Dan, which one do you think describes Magdalena? The one that sounds similar to Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. yes, it would be it would be the second one because if it was the first one, we wouldn't have much of a podcast now, would we? No. Welcome to the Happy Fun Time Podcast with Dan and Kev. I'm sure you that's out there. To talk about today. So Magdalena sure. did absolutely sweet FA. <laughs> It's time to talk about the difference between Irish and American chocolate. Uh, I'm sure that's out there. I'm sure that, and I'm sure that, that works for some time or whatever the hell I said. Yes, yeah. but that's not, that's not for us. I don't think oh, I'd yeah. have a good Let's time. talk about happy things that people did, good deeds that people yeah. did, you know. Friendly deeds done for free. Friendly deeds and they're done for when the Hernandez brothers and Magdalena finally made up, it was a match made in pure hell. Solace and her brother followed the two prophets back to Yerba Buena, but this couldn't just be a, hey guys, look who we found type thing. You know, just, just walk her into town and be like, oh yeah, she's a goddess. Just believe us. We haven't been lying to you this entire time. You know, she's a goddess. Yeah. Uh, so there had to be a certain level of magic and mysticism to it. So when Santos and Kitano returned to the farm, they told everyone that the goddess would grace them with her presence. But they had to perform a ritual first. So that evening, the villagers participated in the brothers' ritual, and at one point, the brothers produced a thick cloud of smoke. Just a simple smoke screen, probably the shit that you throw on the ground, the old fucking Batman bullshit. yeah. yeah. Once Except there's those little cracker things, you know, the little paper things are thrown around. It's magic. Bring, I call on the Inca gods. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull the string, and confetti goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, the sparkler, one person running around the background. So that video, the kid, the kid with the sparkler going, somebody give me fire! <laughs> you know, the, like the little thing on the ground, and just the, the, <laughs> the snake, whatever it is, just starts coming out like, look at it! In awe! Did you see the dog poop one of those? <laughs> yes! Yeah. It looks like a dog taking a shit. <laughs> and it stains your sidewalk for the rest of time. That's oh, that's nice. the miracle of the Inca gods. It'll stain your sidewalk. Nice. <sighs> anyway, uh, once the smoke cleared, Magdalena stood before them, leaving the villagers in awe because of fucking corset did. <laughs> I see it. I have like... this mental image of this little bit of smoke and her just running up behind it. <laughs> She's all out of breath. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, hurt me, twisting my ankle on the thing. Right Hola! I am your god. God damn, my fucking ankle. Yeah. <laughs> She's sweating bullets. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck. Dan, I have a confession to make. I have... Crabs. Beard dandruff. It's close. <gasps> so much worse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look away, I'm hideous. All serious. Uh, all, <laughs> all serious. <laughs> all serious. <laughs> all serious. Me serious now. No funny. No <laughs> Frankenstein. No fire. Bad! Ah! <laughs> In all seriousness, many of us men with facial hair have some sort of dry skin under their you know, face fur. I I have particularly dry skin, uh, especially on my face, around my nose, my eyes, ears. That beard and mustache, they draw a ton of moisture from your skin in order to stay healthy, leaving the skin underneath sometimes dry, itchy, red, flaky, leading to... Uh, the beard dandruff. And I struggled with it for quite a while. Struggled to, you know, rein it in. Then I found thebeardstruggle.com. They use all natural products, never tested on animals, that your face, body, and beard will love. They have day oils to protect your beard from UV rays and dirt and grime, and it keeps your skin from drying out. All the troubles the day can bring. And they have night oils to help moisturize and rejuvenate your skin and beard while you sleep. Not to mention, as of right now, they have eight different fragrances, according Kevin, according to this. That's what they tell me. That's what they tell yeah. me. Do you want to know what they are? I do. I want you to, Ready? I want you to pronounce them perfectly. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Yeah. From Alfheim's Forest, which has a scent of woodsy leather and spices, to... Heonir's <laughs> sense of greenery, amber, and musk to Valhalla's gates with essences of citrus, amber, sandalwood, and vanilla. Mm. Yeah, right now, yes, right now I'm using the Aesir's Triumph, which I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, which has the scent of sweet incense, tobacco, whiskey, and cinnamon, and my wife absolutely loves it. Of course, I haven't gotten one from them they haven't loved, that she hasn't loved. So, And if you can't choose, just get the sample pack, which comes with six of their mainstay scents and five milliliter bottles of nighttime elixir, so you can decide what is best for you. But they have so much more than just oils, balms, 
wax, shampoo, conditioner, butters, cologne, natural deodorant, skincare products, heated beard straighteners, combs, brushes, shaving kits, growth kits, merch, list goes on and on and on. No matter what kind, length, or style of facial hair you have, the Beard Struggle has the products you need. You get a free gift for purchases over $50, and you get another free gift for purchases over $100, and all orders over $65 US get free shipping. You have a 90-day money-back guarantee, so you really have nothing to lose. And be sure to use our exclusive coupon code TORTURE19 at checkout to get 19% off your entire order. That's T-O-R-T-U-R-E-19 at checkout for 19% off your entire order. TORTURE19 at checkout or click on the link in the show notes. TheBeardStruggle.com. Do what's right for your beard. Do what's right for your face. So this formerly abused girl now held total power over the villagers, including the Hernandezes and her own brother. She was supplied with all the cannabis and peyote she wanted, which was apparently quite a lot with the help of, uh, with the help of drugs and probably an already slight predisposition for delusion of grandeur. Saulus now really believed she was a goddess, specifically the reincarnation of the Aztec mother goddess, Quatlique. So she was smart enough to know, no, it's Mexico. Geography. You fucking idiots. So she, again, a little bit smarter than the rest of them. Now, under her reign, the cave rituals began to become even darker. Villagers were given peyote, either consensually or not, during the rituals, making them highly susceptible to her commands. These rituals, much like the ones the brothers held, would devolve into nothing more than drug-fueled orgies and animal sacrifice. However, Magdalena would demand that her followers engage in fetishism, incest, and get the goats bestiality oh yeah human sacrifice uh, along with an animal orgy that sounds like quite saturday night good times all around it's tuesday Uh, evening for these lot yeah it sounds all yeah it's it's fine it's whatever it is until she eventually started demanding young boys to rape and uh, ordering the others to rape the children as well yeah yeah it's pretty fucked up now so there Not goes all enough. the fun. I mean, listen, you want to get all fucked up on peyote and have a huge orgy? Go right ahead. Ooh. But leave the goats and the kids out of it. it that's all I'm yeah. saying. Do whatever you want. Well, no, look, you had me at goats. You lost me at the kids. <laughs> okay. I say leave the Couldn't kids and shit. the goats out of it. But, you know, to each their own, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, that's where that's when it starts becoming not, not cool, man. I mean, it was not cool, man, in the first place when the, when the Hernandez brothers were, you know, sleeping with the 14-year-old girls and selling them off. That's not cool. But with, like, the adults. The adults. If you all want to get high in a cave and fuck one another, then you can go do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. But leave the kids yeah. out of it. Exactly. Yeah. They always got to bring the kids into it, don't they? Well, because that's how you get the power oh. over the parents. Otherwise, yeah. you know, if, if, you, if you don't control the kids... Sugar. Then, can't control then you the get the power. Yeah. Then you get the woman. 
<laughs> now, shortly after Magnolita took control, two of the men villagers decided that there was something wrong. You think? He's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> just two of them, just out of nowhere, like, hey, hold on here. She didn't appear out of that smoke. It's like, it's the, uh, again, we bring up Family Guy uh, Star Wars, but when they're walking through the Sarlacc pit, and he's like, hey, or not the Sarlacc pit, the um, the meteor that they land on that's actually uh, Meg. Oh, the giant space worm meeting? Yeah. And they're walking, yeah. they're like, and everything shakes like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on here. <laughs> Something's not right. <laughs> that's just what I imagine. But these two men were tired of the orgies and sacrifices and wanted out. They decided to flee the community. Unfortunately for them, Magdalena didn't take rejection very well. She labeled them as non-believers and ordered them captured. Then, through complete fear, she commanded her followers to beat and then lynch the two dissenters. So, here comes the murder. All because they didn't want to get funky with it anymore. Yeah, it's like, they probably weren't even like, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. They're probably just like, my Johnson hurts. I need a night off. Can I please take the night off? Yeah. And she's like, no, you die now. <laughs> I'll take a break. Get me a nice pack. It's like, nope. <laughs> Grab some Gatorade. Rehydrate. Yeah, he does electrolytes back. Like, nope. <laughs> It's just powder now. I'm all out. It's just coming out as dust. <laughs> now, as with many, like Magdalena, the crimes begin to evolve and escalate to get more violent. Bored with simple orgies, she began to demand human sacrifice. She devised a blood ritual. The sacrificed, which was almost, which was always a dissenting member, somebody who, uh, disagreed or told her no they'd be brutally beaten burned cut and hacked to pieces by all the members of the cult then she began practicing bloodletting the victims made to bleed to death the blood was then deposited into a cup and mixed with chicken blood why you would mix it with the most tainted blood of all the animals i don't know <laughs> you have goats Mix it with goat blood. I don't know. Chicken blood, just... All I can think of is yeah. salmonella. That's all I can think of is just salmonella. Uh, Magdalena drank from the chalice. I'm sorry, actually, sorry. Just to stop for a second. They, they clearly show they have, they're terrible at making choices here already. Okay. Right, so... Like... like <laughs> yeah. That doesn't surprise me in, in the slightest. That when it comes to a scenario choice between A or B... Which B being the worst case you could go for, that they tend to go for B every single goddamn time so far. You make a good point. I didn't think of it that way, but you make a good point. Again, estupidos agricultores. (laughs) What should we mix this blood with to make it more appetizing? Oh, I know. More blood. How about a chicken? I like the taste of chicken. Yeah. (laughs) You know what's good? Those chicken nuggets they have at those new McDonald's they have you know, down the road? Yeah. I bet their blood's good. It's probably not. 
<sighs> you know, actually, I know why they chose the chicken. It's what? the only animal they didn't stick it into at that stage. <laughs> get, and they no. did. And you just have this image of a guy trying to, and it's just, the bird is trying to fly away, but it's stuck to him. So it's just. <laughs> it's like that uh, strange you know? wilderness with the turkey. Oh, fuck. Never saw that. No, you need to watch it. It's great. <laughs> do um, I really? <laughs> no, you do. It's funny as shit. It's fucking funny as shit. Uh, Steve Zahn at his best. Oh, God, I haven't watched that movie in forever. Oh, should we use goat blood? Nah, that thing's got syphilis now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all those warts and shit hanging around his ass. He's the chicken. Uh, so Magdalena would drink from the chalice and then give the drink to her priests, the Hernandez brothers and, you know, Elazar. And finally then gave it to the other members who would all drink from it. And presumably this gave them supernatural powers, you know. I'm sorry, but if I'm if you're telling me I get supernatural powers from drinking blood and I can't fly, fuck off. It's not gonna happen. Of course they're Stop all high on pay they're all high on peyote, so most of them probably thought they were flying anyway. So yeah. That's true. Now this is when Magdalena would acquire the nickname the High Priestess of Blood. Which is as horrible as this fucking story is, that is a pretty cool nickname. I'll give her that. You hear the high priestess of yeah, it's, it's like, pretty. That's pretty fucking metal. That's like that's like D and D BBG yeah fucking yeah name. Once we go through this door, we yeah. gotta fight the high priestess of blood. So everybody, cover up your genitals because she's gonna go right for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walk in, it's just this old Mexican woman. Hola, <laughs> <laughs> señores. Everybody is taking off all their she's armor and putting it around their crotch just to make sure that she yeah. can do it. <laughs> I got a plus 30 on armor but just for this general area <laughs> now based on Aztec mythology the blood was the only decent food for the gods through it they preserved their immortality and the goddess needed to drink blood to stay young forever which is something I mean that's a ruse you could pull off for a while since she's only a, a teenager uh, you know you can you can pull that off for a few years until you start to look a little older, and then I think that hall breaks away. But again, they're stupid. So. Yeah, I know. Well, technically, it keeps you forever young because drinking chicken blood's going to kill you pretty quick. <laughs> I'll be so. young for as long as I drink this. Yes, you will. Yeah. Yes, you will. Now, not content with simply butchering her victims, Magdalena soon began copying ancient Aztec sacrificial rituals, cutting the hearts out of her victims while they're still alive. And this went on for the next six weeks, claiming at least four lives. Yes, this entire story lasts only a few months. Well, usually when we talk about cults, it's, it's years long. You know, I was going to say, so far it's only Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Monday. Tuesday, Everybody's looking at it like that has been a crazy weekend. <laughs> yeah. But like with like it's, uh, like, an it's like an episode of twenty four. <laughs> with like Sinanon, <laughs> every sacrifice, dumb. <laughs> with like Sinanon, you're looking at you were looking at decades of of 
shit going down. This literally takes place in like a spring. This is just how are you going to spend your late winter, early spring? Oh, you know, that's the thing. They didn't have enough time to develop their own martial arts, obviously. All they're here, so yeah, the hype so didn't spend years. Of blood dough. I don't yeah. know what you would call it. <laughs> Cinnamon dough. <laughs> now enter 14 year old Sebastian Guerrero. One May evening in 1963, young Sebastian was alone exploring some of the caves in the area, looking for lost treasure, as 14-year-old boys do. You know, it's just kind of what 14-year-old boys do. They go out looking for shit. What you should be doing. He's looking for some goats. Oh, God, I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. Looking for some chickens that hadn't been touched yet. Uh, He came across a cave with flickering lights and strange human sounds coming from it. He quietly looked in to see a gathering of villagers, many of them naked, engaging in sex, while others were passing around a chalice, drinking a dark fluid. So literally, every teenage boy's dream is just to walk up to a (laughs) cave and find a bunch of people fucking in it. Like, this is awesome. Depending on what type of boy Sebastian Guerrero was. This is fucking awesome. But it would soon turn into every 14-year-old boy's absolute nightmare. And just just pure horror movie uh, feels. Uh, At the far end of the cave, upon an elaborate altar, Sebastian saw where the dark fluid came from. A human being hacked to pieces the final drops of his blood being collected in chalices. Standing above them was a young woman holding the bleeding heart of a man who was lying on the altar. So it it goes from fucking awesome to oh shit in like three seconds. Yeah, three seconds. Yeah. Hey, we said the same number. Boom. Yeah. Sebastian took off like a shot. He ran over 15 miles to the town of Villa Grande the nearest police station. Tired and out of breath, he was barely able to tell them what he had just seen was real-life vampires, a group of them drinking blood out of cups in a cave. The police, as we've seen over and over, just completely incompetent, laughed at him, told him it was his imagination gotten away from him. And we talked about a handful of times. The police are just... Practically useless. Idiots. But they give us this show. (laughs) Thank you for your service. We wouldn't have any true crime podcast if police officers did their fucking jobs. Oh, well. So Inspector Luis Martinez offered to take him home in the morning, and on the way he could show him where he saw these supposed vampires. Well, when days went by and Guerrero and Martinez didn't return, the Villagran police went to the state police. And on May 31st, 1963, the state police, along with a contingent of the army, went to Yerba Buena to find the missing officer and the boy. You have to imagine that they got the army to help find the police officer, not the boy. But yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they really couldn't give a shit about the boy. They did not give a I'm fuck sure. about the boy. There they found Magdalena, Elazar, and Santos in a farmhouse, quote, 
high off their faces and in possession of large amounts of cannabis, which is a phrase we heard before. Uh, the Solaces were promptly arrested, but Santos attempted to flee, so the police shot him dead. Hmm. Don't run for me, die. Seeing the massive oh, armed wow. force descending onto their little village and arresting their goddess, the rest of the villagers holed up in the surrounding caves. Now, you would think at least some of them <clears throat> would welcome the police, their chance to finally get out of this cult for good. You would be wrong. It's one of the reasons I... You obviously were having lots of fun, Kevin. You see, that's it. I mean, apparently. Lots, lots of fun. Selling your children off to sex slavery. And getting yeah. high and fucking a, getting, you know, raped by God knows who. Yeah, good times. This is why I call them a bunch of fucking idiots. And I don't have any sympathy for them. Because they have a chance to give up these people who are, you know, destroying their fucking lives. And they just don't do it. <sighs> Sounds pretty apt. Yeah. So the villagers. Pretty typical. And the police and army engage in a shootout. And with the villagers massively outgunned, most of them died. But those who survived the shootout were taken into custody. Now, upon searching the farmhouse where the Solaces had been living, police found the bodies of Sebastian and Inspector Martinez. Their hearts cut from their bodies, probably while still alive. A search of the nearby caves yielded bodies of six more victims, many of whom had been dismembered. Cayanto Hernandez was also found dead, but the police would later learn that he had been murdered by another villager, Jesus Rubio. Now, Rubio had learned of the brother's scam and wanted in. He, it wasn't... You've been scamming us this whole time, and he murders him. He's like, you've been scamming us this whole time? I want in. It's like, in on what? They're not getting really yeah. any money, except for when they sell people to the nearby cities. You, they're so just, say, yeah, it just sounds like they're having a good time. Like, they're just having sex with everybody. You're already doing that. Yeah. I don't know what he wanted in on. Uh, but <laughs> he didn't want to be... He wanted to be the, the taker anymore. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, he, he, that's that's what it was. You see, all the people are, who are in on it, yeah, they're, they're obviously the givers, not the takers, you see. So he was I mean, tired of being a taker. They were whatever they wanted to be. If they wanted to be the taker, yeah. they, they would. But they were, yeah, they, they were the pitchers, you were the catcher, pretty much. It's like, I don't want to be a catcher anymore. You let me be a pitcher. And they said, no. So when he told him no, Rubio just murdered him. Stoppy, stoppy. Yeah. But with these people, I would imagine he'd just put on like a mustache and a hat and be like, no, it's me. Jesus is gone. It's me, uh, Hernandez. <laughs> Trying to smoke bomb them. Oh, he stopped my toe. I would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> Some of you pesky kids. <laughs> so the Solaces and the other villagers arrested in the raid stood trial in Ciudad Victoria. Um, since none of the villagers would testify against them, 
And the main reason I don't feel bad for calling them fucking idiots, because you had a chance to put these people away for life and save your own skin, but they, they refused to do it, Magdalena and Elazar were only convicted of the murders of Sebastian and Inspector Martinez, mainly because the, the, the dead bodies were found in the same house they were living in, and they were sentenced to 50 years each. The remaining villagers were convicted of group or gang murder or lynching for the other six victims and given 30-year sentences. It's like, hey, testify against this bitch and these this 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 douche and you get off scot-free. Don't and you're going to jail for the rest of your life. And they chose jail. Jail. Just yeah. They're idiots. Fucking <sighs> so, stupid <laughs> They know of at least eight deaths, but suggested there could have been up to fifteen. I'm guessing that's probably because of so so many of the kids and younger adults who had probably been sold off into sex slavery that uh, they couldn't find anymore. God knows what happened to them. Uh, It isn't known exactly what happened to Magdalena or her brother. If they served their time, they would have been released in 2013. However, some reports state that Magdalena died in prison. Good. Good. Good for her. Makes us feel better that she can't be out, you know, raping goats anymore. Some say she was the inspiration for Madonna's Like a Surgeon. <laughs> I think it was Weird Al that did Like a Surgeon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weird Al's Like a Surgeon. That's the one. I just say I always have an ever Like a Virgin comes on. I always think of Like a Surgeon straight away. Like yeah. a Surgeon. Yeah, well, I mean, and you can't think of Michael Jackson without thinking of Weird Al either. So, one thing I thought was really funny, actually, is uh, completely off track here. Speaking of Michael Jackson, is in the video, isn't it? Beat it when he's in the pool hall. Yeah. Um, and none of the pool tables are pool tables. None of them have holes in the pool hall. Yeah, yeah, they're just tables that they threw together because they why? couldn't rent a pool hall. Why? 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 I don't, why? Don't, why? <laughs> I, I, I noticed that. Yeah, I don't know, but. People pointed it out, uh, obviously, on you know the internet. And you're, it's like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why wouldn't you just use yeah. the regular pool tables? I mean, Look. Michael, I'm sure he has get his me. reasons. Talk about, That's you know, true. It does kind of fit in, because we're talking about the whole raping of, of young boys. And that, you know, Michael Jack. Oh! oh. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Finally, somebody's going to take down Michael Jackson. <laughs> It's going to be us. You see people on uh, this douche on TikTok that's trying to tell everybody that Taylor Swift is as famous as Michael Jackson. Like, are you out of your goddamn mind? What the fuck is wrong with you? When you look at it in... Right. (laughs) So the only reason that that could be considered true, right, is probably down to the demand for ticket sales for the current torting to start because apparently there's like 5 million people signed up or 15 million people signed up for the right. tickets or something right but if you think about it in today's world which is a hell of a lot smaller than when MJ was doing his thing mm-hmm. uh, higher population internet all that stuff yeah everybody's connected technically yeah. technically the numbers would show 
I'd say that, yeah, she'd be up there. But I'd say if they were both around the exact same time, there wouldn't be any competition. You know, if you're taking both of them individually based on what their eras and all that stuff, then no, she, he would walk all over her respectively in terms of numbers, what? in terms of popularity and all that. She ain't the queen of pop. No, no, she's not. If you take the fact that in in Michael's time, especially at the height of his fame, it was harder to be known everywhere. Like, there wasn't social media, there wasn't the internet, there wasn't, you yeah. know, people from different cultures and different countries connecting with one, one another, you know, daily, as with this podcast. Uh, yeah. That everybody in the entire fucking world knew who this man was. People in tribes in the middle of Africa that have no communication with any anyone outside of that tribe knew who fucking Michael Jackson was. Buddhist monks in temples that weren't allowed to, you know, that just meditated all the time knew who fucking Michael Jackson was without any help from social media. Yep. And the fact that people only know who Taylor Swift is is because literally because of the age we live in. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, like, like back then, like there's a whole thing of there's yeah, MJ, there's Elvis, and there's the Beatles, who are like the biggest things ever in the world for yeah. you know for a world that was as small as it or as big as it was. To say not small as it was, as big as it was, considering yeah. it wasn't didn't have the connectivity and all that shit. So yeah, different world. Yeah, it was a million times bigger. Compared them to yeah, very different time. world. Well, and I had I had seen something that I guess he went and performed. I don't know if it was India or you know one of the you know the countries, you know over you know in the east, and he uh there was there was something to do with what type of concert, what type of entertainment could be shown to the people, and this and that or whatever, and they completely changed their constitution. Just so he would come and perform there, Jesus. he ch- he literally changed he literally changed the rules of an entire country just so they could get him to perform there. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, they wouldn't do that for fucking Taylor Swift. God, no, they wouldn't. Taylor Swift's not even allowed to perform in many countries because she's a woman and she'd be showing skin and she'd be singing and that's not even allowed. But yes, nobody, she does. Nobody's gonna. Yes, she does. Nobody's gonna tell. Nobody's gonna tell Michael Jackson he he couldn't perform somewhere. Nowhere. He was Michael. I I. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Then somebody had the <laughs> somebody had the gall to say. Uh, you put Taylor Swift and Michael Jackson on stage and have them have a dance competition and Taylor would wipe the floor with them. Are you out of your goddamn mind? You think that almost anybody's going to outdance Michael Jackson? I don't know how the fuck we got on this conversation because that has absolutely nothing to do with what we were talking about. I mean, this might be the furthest. I can't remember. This might be the furthest <laughs> leap we've ever made to a different conversation. But still, from the high priest, I know, high priestess of blood to Taylor Swift. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of blood, I just thought of a nice, cool merch thing for here. 
Oh yeah. This. Do you remember the Los Polos Hernandez? Her, her, Hermandos? Uh-huh. Sorry, Los I Polos have the, Hermandos. Thing? I have the apron. Yes. Well, like Hermanos' his brothers is singing the Hermano Hernandez, Sangre de Polo. Chicken blood. The Hermanos, her, the, the Hermanos <laughs> Hernandez, chicken blood. <sighs> and the Sin and Doe. Sin and Doe Pizza. Sin and Doe Pizza. Yeah. Just, there's just dough flying up in the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's spinning it in his hand like he's doing the karate chop thing, you know. Spin the <laughs> Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Anyway. Brilliant. I don't know how we got Very onto brilliant. the tangent we got onto, but I'm sure I'm sure it made perfect sense to go to where we went to. Uh anyway, thanks to our uh patrons, Inquisitor Willow Quinn Fowler, cult leader Ragabani. And our torture noob, NX Sinister 26. Uh, go follow us on Instagram, all the other social medias, tor- at torturepod. Email us, torturepod at gmail.com. If there's anything you would like for us to cover, if you have any comments, again, rate and review wherever you can. Uh, Apple, Good Pods, wherever they let you. Uh, head over to our YouTube page, a little snippets and excerpts from the show, and you can watch the entire show on there if that is your type of thing. Donate to us. Uh, you can either go to our link tree, which you can find on our socials, or you can go buymeacoffee.com slash torturepod and buy us a coffee. And uh, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash torturepod. Uh, you can get a free seven-day trial of our cult leader tier, so you can get some of the goodies, uh, pretty much all of the goodies except for like the free merch and shit, um, and see if it's something you would like to do. And you go to redbubble.com slash people slash torture pod and get some of our fucking merch. Like, if you're... You can't see, but I'll post. Like, I got the torture... We got the torture hats on, and I got the Gilda Ray hat, hat day shirt. Oh, I'd show my hoodie, but my cat's asleep on it. No. Well, don't wake... Don't don't wake the cat. You don't want to do that. No. No. Uh, hint for our next episode. It works for soup. It works for pasta. It works for people. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Dan, any words <laughs> of wisdom? Well, I have a couple of little things for you here. First of all, the um, nice little pop culture thing for you here is, you see my background? Uh-huh. For, this is um, from a band that is named after Magdalena. Oh, really? So there is a band. There is a band named after Magdalena Solis, whatever way you pronounce her name. Um, I haven't been able to listen to them yet. Um, trying to find them. Apparently they're on Last FM, so I will check that out. Um, momentarily. Last time I played music of my thing, you could hear it because it deafened me. So I won't be doing that today. Um, <laughs> but uh, my word of wisdom is, um, if in doubt, uh, flush halfway through people, just to be sure. Fuck yeah! I always do the courtesy yeah. flush. Especially if you're in public. Yeah. Especially if you're in public. You're a public restaurant. You never know. Yeah, you, you don't know what's coming. Know. You know what's coming. Cut it off midway through so and put it down. That's it. Might be it might be a little bit in the boring side, but it, I think it's sound advice. So yeah. far all the advice you've given us given us has been sound. Yeah. Oh, uh, here's Wait. another thing, that's well. another sort your fucking life out moment thing as well, just in yeah. case anybody's watching this visually and they see the backgrounds um firefly if you haven't seen it watch it kevin has fireflies as background yeah i got the whole crew back there 
Firefly, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I was heard, thinking about, I thinking about that earlier. New thing coming? They had talked about doing like an animated show. I don't know if that's still happening or not. Um, yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Yes, there's an animated thing coming. The TV show is... New comic or some shit. It, it, it was a travesty that was taken off after only a year. Um, and then they did the movie, which... The, the movie was, was alright. It wasn't... I don't think it was near as good as the TV show myself. Uh, you know, you, you killed off... great, though, the show was, so... Yeah, you killed off one of the best characters. Probably everybody's favorite character. Um, which still hurts to, to see... But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. <sighs> Sadly. No. I don't know what else to say. I'm upset now. Yeah, I'm upset. Well, Firefly. <laughs> we were good getting through all the child and goat rape, but now we're talking about the end of Firefly, and it's like we're depressed. <laughs> you see where our fucking uh, priorities lay. Alison wasn't into it, sadly. Yeah. Alright, I think I think that's all we got. So take care of yourselves and take care of one or take care of one. I talk I talk for you know, not for a living, but you pay. I talk. Take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and we'll see ya. Adios.